Hello, welcome to Sarcasm Colored Glasses. I'm your host, Critical J, and now we're going to talk about what everybody is talking about, and I mean everybody, because um, my 75-year-old mother actually called me to talk about this episode today, <laughs> um, because um, that's how good this is, really. Um, so, Mandalorian Season 2 Season Finale, um, and we're not just going to talk ju about just that, because uh, there's... There's so many implications leading up to it, um, but really just, I mean, that's the main thing because we talked about it mid-season and then we're at it here, and this is actually probably the biggest thing since the last time that we talked about it, but uh, one, it's like, how quick did this go? Um, you're really like excited through the whole type, the whole thing, and then before you know it, you're watching like episode eight and then, you know, of course it's building and building and building. And then it's just like, and then it ends, you know, of course it ends hugely. Um, and by the way, obvious spoilers here. So, um, yeah. Um, so, you know, and, and it ends like that and, um, actually ended even differently than, um, the previous season because normally, and this is one thing that I lo love about the way they do the Mandalorian is, um, it ends and then they show those like uh, I don't know if they're concept art type things that were before, um, but the or if there's just something afterwards just to you know carry the story along in the um, in like you know like the, the drawings and stuff and it's really cool drawings and to see it the whole episode drawn out that way is like super cool you know it shows that and it kind of like also brings you into the things that this was spawned from you know the the animated series stuff so it's kind of like it's a nice tie together um but with this one it was just black and words going by like this you know it's just like kind of like a moment of silence to really take this in completely um everything that you just experienced for the last 38 minutes um so um where to start with this uh just like really uh, it defines epicness <laughs> you know an epic conclusion to everything and it's so funny because um you know going you know from the moment that the child um grogu had been taken um you know things can go so many different ways you know like moth gideon has been basically looking for him since you know the beginning of the first season you know and you know off and on popping on and then he finally gets him you know to do his experiments or whatever and we still don't know what those experiments are for he says that he needed his blood and you know it's like is he and at first we were thinking you know because we saw the the back to tubes with the failed experiments and stuff i'm like is he trying to create something um or do they need jedi blood is it because of his species still unanswered questions that can you know lead into the coming season so and it's great to see that they can close off a story and still have so much more um and so you know and, and speaking well i'll get back to that but um as far as this story goes you know you, we don't know exactly what he wanted from him we don't know what his grand plan is and um you know and it, there's so much light shed on things like, um, you know, with you have so many different confrontations going on. Like, first off, the whole thing of going to like, you know, and we built up to getting this. He's built up a team um, and he's, you know, followed of how he's going to get there and whatever plan laid out everything. Bo-Katan's got her things. She's like, she's like, I, you know, 
one, she wants to help him to get the kid because she does empathize. And, and despite the fact that he's a different type of Mandalorian, she, you know, they, you know, they, they feel that, you know, they're honor bound, you know, that, but they're also, she wants Moth Gideon. She wants that dark saber. And she confides in him why she needs it. And he's, you know, he, because he's a Mandalorian out of, you know, he's, he's an adopted Mandalorian. So he doesn't know all this history as far as with the planet and everything that it's gone through. Um, so he's like, he doesn't feel any ties to it. So he's like, okay, whatever, you know, it's like, you help me, I'll help you. I'm not particularly interested in your plot, but you know, all I really want to do is I want to get the kid back. And he's made that painfully clear to everybody, you know, and he will do whatever it takes to get that. You know, he's not trying to start a revolution. He's not trying to, you know, get the, the fabled home planet back because it's not a planet he knows. Um, he only knows his code. And so, but, you know, he's got them, he's got Bubba. Um, and, and, you know, and Bubba, he's like, he's like, well, you know what? You got me my ancestral armor that meant so much to me because this is what my father gave to me or what I got from my father. And so he's indebted to him and he's saying, you know what, until you get the kid back, you know, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you and do whatever it takes. And so that whole scene of them, like, um, and it's funny because all these things, whenever they tell you what the plan is next, it didn't tell you exactly what it was. But as soon as it, when they break down the plan, you know something's going to go wrong. But they only really kind of give you a little bit. They're like, okay, we're going to split up to two teams. We're going to go here. We're going to go here. And this is what's going to happen. And then, um, but it wasn't like a breakdown because every time they break down every single thing, something always happens. So it went off flawlessly. They got in there. Well, at least the getting in part. But that whole scene was exciting and you're also you're watching um moth gideon's face as this is happening you know and you're and he he doesn't he's great poker face like he doesn't you can't tell if he's concerned if he's worried or if he feels that he's like oh this is a trap this is you know coming on or this is you know this is odd like nothing he just has that straight face he's looking you know poker face and when they come in, guns blazing, whatever, he doesn't panic or whatever. He just says, okay, you know what? Go go do this, go do that, or whatever. But, you know, it's not like, um, what's his face? Like, uh, uh, Huff, Huff, whatever, the, the pale dude in um the new ones where something happens. He's like, oh, deploy this, whatever, even Rogue One. The um, guy's like, deploy the garrison. All these different things of like, you know, when you realize that you've been duped by the rebels or whoever, because these aren't particularly rebels, um, that you're being, you're under siege, that, you know, you're panicking, you're sending everybody off everywhere. And he just simply says, he's like, you know what? It's a power up the troops. And, um, and you know, and then you go through the process for that and whatever. And the only thing that really doesn't go off as they planned was, you know, he got too late to that door. So one of them ended up getting through. And so he had this huge fight with the, you know, the dark trooper. Um, and then, and then he jettisons the rest of them out um, for the time being. And um, so, so then, you know, but and then otherwise, and so, but then they get up there, they're ready to take um, Moff Gideon. He's not on the bridge. So Bo-Katan starts flipping out because, you know, it, which, as we find out later, because she she wanted him not for, you know, to try to get information out of him, like, you know, um, Cara Dune, you know, or, you know, whatever. She wants him because she wants the saber. 
But if you are somebody that knows the history of the Darksaber, and when would you know in this history? From Clone Wars, from Rebels. Um, all this stuff is like, it is, it's not, it's, it's something that's passed down, but it's passed down through combat. And there's been a, lots of fan theories of like who actually it belonged to, because before up to this point, we didn't know how he attained how he attained it. And did he attain it legitimately? Um, so, but you know, through this, we find out that that yes, he did legitimately beat somebody to get this. We still don't know how it ended up from from her to to him. You know, that's but that's that's another story. That's something more to come that we can learn about. Um, but we do know that however he got it, he got it through combat. And if anybody's to get it, and what she needs it, she needs to get it through combat. And he's not there to get it. So, um, but of course, you know, if you, like I said, if you don't know the history of the Dark Saber, you don't know that. So you're just watching going along or whatever, whatever. So, you know, and then so he's there with Grogu and he's having this whole verbal combat with um with Mando. And so, and, and at some point you're actually thinking like, you know, it's like, oh, you know what? Maybe he is just, you know, cause like Imperials, they'll, they will be like, you know what? I got what I want. I just want to get out of here. You know, you, you take him, leave me alone. We got a deal. And because Dennis, he's just like, all I want is the kid. He's like, I don't give a shit. You know, it's like, I told them already, all I want is the kid. And if you're just going to give me the kid and walk out of here, then fine. She can deal with you on her own as if she was going to anyway. She's closer to you now than before without me. So I can say done deal. But of course, like, like he would, he betrays him as soon as he turns his back. Um, and then you have that whole combat scene, whatever, but he ends up winning. And, um, and, and then there's that whole thing. And, and then of course, then he goes, he brings him in. And he's like, it's like, oh, you know, and you, it's a triumphant moment for him. He's like, hey, I got the kid. I got the guy you wanted. I got the sword you wanted. Here you go. Win, win, win. And, but she's looking at him with like complete surprise and panic. And she's like, what happened? And he's like, well, I, I beat him. I got him, you know, in his innocent way of not knowing what's going on. But then that sneaky little snake. And like, he's like, oh, that's not why she's asking, because he set it up. He went down there on purpose. And so either, so with him, either he beats the Mandalorian and, you know, gets off with the kid or whatever, or he loses and goes in there and then he knows that what's going to go down because he understands. And so... And then he lays it out in that smirking way. It's like, no, she, like... She wants that sword and you took away that right from her. And so now she can't get it without killing you. And so, and then that, that moment of like dawning, it looked like, like, oh crap. And you know, like, you know, this whole thing of like building up to, yeah, you know, not say we're friends, but we're partners and everything. And we're on the same side, that realization in her mind that the only way she can save her planet and get everybody back together, her whole race, is to fight this guy that just helped her get to the point that where she would be able to do that. And so, and then he's like, you know, he's so innocent. He's like, just take it. I don't want it. I don't care. And he's like, no, you 
have to win it. And um, he's like, well, I give up. Here you go. Take it. It's like, that's not how it works. And so, but all of that is cut short um, because the dark troopers come back because like the, obviously the robots, they don't breathe. So you can throw them out in space and they're just going to come back and they've got jet uh, jet packs or whatever feet or however the hell they're propelling themselves. Um, and like you said, you had a hell of a time with one of them. How about a whole battalion of them, you know? And so, and, and then, and this is where, you know, Mandalorian brings into the, um, I mean, the essence of the fact that it's like a gunslinger show. And, you know, because there, here it is, it's like basically like the OK Corral or the Alamo more accurately where they're, you know, they're held up in that one spot. And here come all of these, you know, all these bots coming in with heavier armor, heavier weapons that are basically going to kill them no matter what they do. Um, but they're, they're, you know, they're guns blazing, ready to go for it. And then it ties into the previous episode of when he was reaching out and obviously it stopped a Jedi picked up. And so here comes this X-Wing. And at first, you know, you're like, okay, you know, an X-Wing comes in. But then when you see like a cloaked figure, like, oh, looks like a Jedi did come in. And, you know, and the people have been talking so much about like, you know, it's like, oh, you know, maybe it's Mace or whatever. Because everybody's so hung up on what happened to Mace Windu. It's like, we just saw him fly out. He may not be dead. Was he Snoke or all of these different fan theories? And honestly, I'm, I'm not hung up on it because I'm, I'm satisfied with the fact that, okay, he got thrown out the window. He's dead. You know, his arms cut off or whatever. But, you know. <laughs> but that that doesn't even mean anything because technically Darth Maul was cut in half, thrown down a reactor, he came back. The Emperor was thrown in a reactor, blown up, and came back. So that little so like basically an arm getting cut off, that's kind of not much at all. <laughs> um and he, he could have like, you know, so many ways he could have forced fell himself down or whatever. So yeah, it is entirely possible, but do I feel that it really makes as much sense? Not really. You know, like maybe down the line something can work through or whatever, where it shows that, you know, like Mace has been in hiding or something like that. Totally possible. But to say that would fit in here now, I would say that, you know, there would need to be more buildup. There need to be more explanation stuff rather than him just walking out while the who it ended up being um, Luke. Um, I think that that makes perfect sense because. You have to think about when this is. It's five minutes, five minutes, five years after Return of the Jedi, right? So whether you're going from the books um, or from the new movies of what happened afterwards, you know, Luke was he he was the only Jedi left um, that he was aware of. Um, so he um, was trying to you know build an academy of you know the new Force sensitives and stuff like that. Um, Five years after, he might not be there yet, or he might be doing it in secret, um, building up whoever he has. Um, and, you know, this this would be the perfect thing of being along that quest, of him being receptive to taking in whoever's reaching out. You know, if he senses a Jedi is out there, or somebody that's with Force powers, he's going to want to teach them. And sh as Yoda says, pass on what you know, pass on what you've learned. So this would be, it makes perfect sense that it would be Luke. And just to see, and you know, and it's funny because, you know, Black Hood could be freaking anybody, you know, 
green lightsaber could be anyone. But then, you know, you saw that that one glove, that one black glove, and you know that, that that's an indication right there that it's got to be Luke because, you know, of, you know, and, and it ties in so much from like, you know, at that point he had his hand cut off and he was wearing the, the black glove. Um, so when he pulled back the mask and stuff, he'd be like, the, the hood, you're like, oh yeah. And actually the, the things that they can do with CGI is amazing, you know, cause he really looked like Luke from the, from Return of the Jedi, you know, he wore the same black Jedi outfit that he wore there. Um, and I think that that's so, so awesome. Like that, that was such a huge surprise right there because it's something that wasn't even thought of. And like, as they talked about that, they said that, yeah, there could have been some legacy characters popping in there and, you know, and he surprised us with both that. And here, the huge surprise with Luke and it makes perfect sense for what's going on then. Um, and of course, Mando doesn't know who he is. So he's not even, you know, he's he's not phased by it but he's like he's like i know this is a jedi you know <laughs> you know he didn't even know what jedi were previous to being told about it and you know and he didn't know what to expect from ahsoka but he knows he know he's seen a jedi before so he knows um and he knows that this person is obviously coming here because he had reached out and found somebody i mean that was his whole mission to find someone um and so for him to be the savior to be the the sheriff riding into the town when they were all like, you know, bunkered down and ready to lose. That is amazing. And it really, you know, and it, if you're somebody that grew up on stuff like this, you know, like Young Guns um, and, uh, you know, all those like uh, John Wayne things or whatever, you know, the, this is the Star Wars version of that. This, they've delivered exactly what they said and something that might seem like it might be corny, but they did it excellently um to like take star wars and bring it down to a gunslinger level um so while you know like bringing all this legacy part to it and so you know and then you know and then they decide they go through the whole thing and then uh and this also tied in from the previous episode where um you know he was with the guy and you know he you know he took off the he he wouldn't take off his mask to wear the thing but he put on a stormtrooper outfit or a trooper that would be there um so and you know the guy's like oh you change one mask to another and he's like well you know and he's like this is a way whatever you know he didn't actually say that but that's that's what he believes and the guy told him this thing he's like you know everybody compromises when it comes down to it you know when when it's something that when it when you get to the point when you you need to do something you will compromise that that belief that you didn't think you ever would. And he takes off his helmet for the for the eye thing. And he ends up just, you know, like sitting there chilling, having a conversation, whatever. And but then the guy, he knows how big that was. And he tells him, he's like, I'll never tell tell anybody. He's like, I didn't see your face. I didn't, I didn't, I'll never tell anybody about this because he knows it's big. Um, but you know, for him to take it off in front of everybody but it wasn't for everybody it was for grogu because he's like he's saying his goodbyes and he's like you know he you know he touches the mask and you know he wants to really connect he knows that they have this huge connection but he wants to really feel it and so he takes it off and 
oh man, did you jump, right? You know what I mean? I didn't cry at the moment, but like, you know, people, um, it's funny because like even before the start of the episode, because I didn't get to on the Friday, but I did later. Um, people were like, oh yeah, you know, we're crying and this, that. I'm like, wow, where are you crying? And I'm thinking, I'm like, crap, this kid die or whatever. I don't know. But it's like, when you see it, it's like, ah, that's it right there, you know? And just that drawn out moment of them saying that goodbye. And you notice an actual goodbye, you know, not to say you'll never see him again or whatever, but you've basically gone two full seasons with them being linked together with him, you know, growing, learning. And, you know, he's not that person that he was in the first episode when he's just grabbing people for bounties and trying to make money so he can get better armor. Um, and, you know, follow the path of the Mandalorian as was taught to him. And, you know, here comes this kid that really changes who he was. And there's that, you know, that that real parental con um, contact, you know, the, the thing when he was trying to get him to use his powers so that he could learn and, you know, like Ahsoka could teach him or he could find somebody. You know, he does it. He's excited. It's like you're, it's like that dad when you're playing baseball with your kid and you're like, he's like, here, son, catch, you know, and he catches it and you're like, yes, yes, come on. It's like super pride in his face and, you know, and well, in his mask or whatever. Um, but you and you see that that huge parting, that parting is like, you know, your kid is going to college or something, you know, your kid that has always been there with you. Um not like, you know, or, you know, like, yeah, you know, this is my son or whatever. And there's just going on. It's like, no, this is my kid that I've taught step by step and been together and didn't go through all of this stuff. And this is him doing it. And so, and that, so there's that momentous pride of it, you know, and then to be saying goodbye like that, you know, sending him it off. You know, it's a, you know, all these like mixed emotions. And I feel that they really carry like um, really like carry that over with you so well. You know, that's why everybody's like, you know, tearing up and crying and everything like that, because it, this this is the moment here. And um, and that and that, and then uh, there, there's just so much with that. So we've got and then, you know, it's like, what are we going to do with next season? Because you're going to be alone. Um but there's, you know, do we start off with right from there of like, because I mean, obviously they're going to have to settle with between him and Bo-Katan because she's not just going to walk away without the Darksaber, um, you know, after having to go through all the stuff just to get it. So it, it leads up to that. Um, I mean, there's the potential of that. So, um, you know, it, it's weird because it's like, okay, we're going to start up here. He's gone. But then you're also like torn apart, all emotional, like he just lost a kid you know but in a good way because he's going somewhere better oh and can i say like r2d2 popping up there like whoa that was you know that really sold it you know and then him having conversation with grogu there as well um you know so then it's building relationships there you know basically welcoming in it's like hey you'll be okay you'll be safe i mean i don't speak droid but i i can assume as much from the way that they're reacting back and forth and uh and, and that's and then that's it and then it just ends right there um and then also with the uh <laughs> the becoming attractions of the book of bubba fett at the end and um at the end credits after the the um the, you know that black scene of the credits going by that you're kind of just mourning and taking this in taking in all the emotionalness and decompressing then to lead into your next uh 
next spin-off series and I've I spoke uh, previously about all the different spin-off series but this one in particular which I said we're going to talk about a little bit more um now in relation to this episode you know and there's a uh, and also you know there's so much fan service there because like one you've got Luke coming back you've got R2D2 and stuff but then also returning back to Tatooine and seeing you know that guy who was just the side guy now he's big and fat he's the new Jabba and interacting with Bubba again and he's like oh yeah I thought you were dead oh you know I'm glad that you're alive and blah 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 and meanwhile he's like boom 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 you know everybody's dead and then sits down on the throne is like this is mine so then you know again tying back into the original trilogy um so perfectly I mean I, I can't believe that they built all these sets and everything just to you know like recreated all this stuff from like literally 40 years ago I mean that's amazing um so that that's like a great tie in there and the, the, what I wanted to talk about with the way that they did this is it's so reminiscent of the Arrowverse so you have one show which is like you know designed to be one show you have a character come in there and the character has a bigger story but the, that bigger story isn't going to over, overshadow this particular story it's just a teaser, just a little bit of like, here, taste a little bit of this and then come over here for the full meal. And then you're, you've got your next series coming out and spinoff things. And then your spinoff things are creating a big world within it. You know, I mean, originally there was Arrow, but then it became a whole verse from everything spawning off after it, you know, like first the Flash, and then, you know, you have your Flash and and Arrow villains spawning off into, um, well, villains slash heroes spawning off into Legends. And then you have like, uh, you know, you start doing your, your, your mini crossovers and you start getting bigger ones, and then you're pulling Supergirl into it. And then, you know, you're pulling Black Lightning into it and all of this stuff and more and more, but these are, uh, in the most part, characters that were introduced into here and then they have bigger things coming off into it so here you know you have Bubba Fett you have the Rangers you have Ahsoka all this stuff here that were just introductory characters here and then spawning off into something bigger and so that it's not interrupted interrupting the gunslinger theme well, you can also have your other things. You've got your, you know, um, everything that Bub was going to do as far as his, his like getting back to the bounty hunter type thing or like, you know, just claiming whatever he wants to claim because at this point we don't know because he went back there and he wanted to one prove something and he's also taking over. Um, and, you know, Ahsoka on her journey to find Thrawn, which would you know, carry on from Rebels of, you know, and this is where, like, we didn't get Sabine in this one, but maybe that's where she comes out because, you know, where Thrawn is, Ezra is. So you can bring that part in. And then your Rangers, you know, going into what else is going on in this universe, in this galaxy after, like, post-Imperial Fall. You know, what is it like policing the galaxy of, you know, trying to break down the imps and stuff like that. Um, so all of this coming out of here, that was just introductory. So it, they just gave you a little bit of taste, didn't want to overshadow the show, and then brought into other things. 
And then it also gives you license to like, hey, Mando might show up in here or might show up in there. Or you might have Ahsoka and Rangers. You might, there's so much to that, the, so much possibilities that we have lent from this. And, um, and like I said, from the start of the talk of what Mandalorian means and why you should be watching it, go back and listen to that because this is it. This is it. And that was like me talking about it during the first season. Now in the second season, we are seeing all of that, you know, um, we've seen it, we're seeing it and there's so much more to go forward. You know, everything that they talked about in investors day is that is it. This is the, this one thing, this new piece of star Wars on television, putting so much more star Wars in television from different perspectives. And so, uh, Mandalorian is something that it, it really is the entire hype that it said that it was from the beginning. You know, how often do you have it? So many things are hyped up super, but then they fall short because especially with something that's got such high expectations. And this is in this isn't just regular expectations. This is Star Wars expectations. So, you know, Star Wars fans are crazy. You know, um, like I'm, I'm a huge fan and everything, but, I'm, you know, I'm I'm very liberal. You know, there are people where it's like this is this is the way it should be. This is the way Star Wars should be. You know, they're very rigid about these things. And this is something that is exceeding all those expectations, which is crazy and crazy good. So, yeah, Mandalorian, like high fives, feet up and whatever however many toes and hands we need to smack on each other or whatever to just say like hey this is awesome thank you thank you for doing this thank you for saying that you know the end of the skywalker saga is not the end of the world that we love and that there's so much more that can bring in other people um and like I said, like people who are who have watched the Jedi episode and wanting to know about Ahsoka going back to the Clone Wars to watch those um, who are, you know, seeing Bo-Katan going back to the Clone Wars, seeing all that people that are researching Mandalorian history and finding all the stuff like, you know, the Darksaber. Let me like, you know, let me see if there's a line of tracing back, you know, um, whose hands this is passed through and what is the meaning of all this? Like they're like, literally, this is. This is like a salad that has like literally everything in it, you know, and everything that has like this flavorful taste. Like there's not just, there's not a whole taste. It's like every little piece has a different little taste and it all goes together and it makes you want to go out and get more of that. You say like, oh, you know, this orange that's in here, this is really awesome. I'm in the mood for a whole orange right now. You know, oh, this is like this little walnut. Where did you get these walnuts from? I can't believe that these taste so good. Let me go get a bag of walnuts. And that's what that's what this is. This is this world building here. Um, they making everything taste so damn good and then giving you more of it somewhere else. So I, I, I can't wait for all this. And I can't wait to see and to hear what is going to, you know, what's going to happen with the third season. I mean, it, it literally just ended like, you know, a day ago but you know super hyped about you know like the potential of what's going to happen for the next one because like when they dropped what was going to happen for this one we we're all going crazy like how many of these did i make before they even started you know so and with just as much excitement and now even more excited that it's that it's over and it's been everything that could have hoped for 
So yeah, so uh yeah, get out there and like uh tell all your friends to to watch this as if it's not already out there and everybody. Like I said, my mom is watching this, you know. So get your mothers out there, your parents and whatever. Just tell them this is this is an amazing show and um and really if you think about it, it's you've got two seasons, eight episodes each. That's just 16 episodes. Like how quick can you binge something like that? Um, if you haven't even started, you know, and, and imagine how flavorful something like that is, you know, um, it's like, you know, like watching a couple seasons of like Game of Thrones, like you're hooked in the first two. Let's not talk about where it ended, but, um, <laughs> you know, somebody that like, you know, you cram so much stuff into one little thing. So, you know, and even Game of Thrones, like for the most part, 10 episodes a season, but how much was in those two seasons and in, in each of those seasons that, drew everybody in and had everybody excited and stuff you know and that's what this is and this two two seasons guys 16 episodes of awesome sauce so and on that note um i hope you guys that your prescription is filled you're seeing clearly and that you're bouncing off the walls of excitement joy sadness and everything that mandalorian season finale season two has brought to you and your life spread the word go forth and multiply <laughs> until next time